0: Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. Today, it's about my favorite topic. It's all about joy. Anyone that knows me knows I get really lit up when we talk about this topic. And today it's going to even be more special as we tie in joy to Advent. Did you know that joy is ours in Christ? This is where we are going to dig into today. Today. To help us in this conversation, it is my pleasure to welcome Pastor Joel Newton. Welcome to the show.
1: Howdy. Appreciate you having me on. <laughs> Woo,
0: here we are. I know I feel like I could just go preach, preach, you got this, but we will have a conversation. So first of all, I love that you took so much time to prepare for this topic. And one of the things that really stuck out to me is that you've been inspired by your mom, who's obviously been ex- inspired by the Lord.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about this uh, initially, and it was interesting that that you wanted me to talk about joy. My mom always signs her emails uh, with Joy in Jesus, capitalized every time, um, and so we kind of <laughs> joke about that all through our growing up years. Of Well, joy, it's, it's Mama Newton's kind of a thing, you know. And
0: I love this. Now, was your mom actually an influence of you becoming a pastor?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so her uh, brother, my uncle, was our home pastor growing up, and... Um, And my grandpa, her father, was uh, also a pastor probably about 45 minutes away from us um, when we were growing up. And so uh, they were both very influential in our lives. Um, And then also my mom kind of in that extension of the same family and and my dad's family, too, sort of everybody.
0: I love (laughs) this. Okay, now we have to just say you don't necessarily talk like a northern Minnesotan, which means you have not been here your whole life.
1: No, no. (laughs) Moved here about three years ago, yeah.
0: I love this. (laughs) You know, you can always tell. Right. There's little things that give us away, I think. Tell me where you came from, and how did you get to Park Rapids?
1: Well, I was born in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Grew up in Rockford, Illinois, kind of greater Chicagoland area. Somebody from Chicago wouldn't say that, but somebody from Rockford might. Um, <laughs> then I went to college out in Seward, Nebraska, at Concordia there, and seminary in St. Louis, and uh, came up here in 2018. After graduation, so. oh,
0: that's fantastic!
1: That's yeah, a good experience. So
0: let's talk about this joy piece because in the process of really looking at this, one of the things I love as a theme is that joy is ours in Christ, not because life is good, but because the mm. Lord is coming
1: soon. Yeah, my brother and I had an interesting conversation. Oh, I don't know, eight Thanksgivings ago or something <laughs> like that, and we remembered. I remember trying to think about. um What to say a person ought to be thankful for, especially as a Christian, and when you think about um, being thankful for something that I have that especially somebody else may not have, whether it's um, finances or health or food on the table or whatever the thing is, um, how can I give thanks in a way that uh, does justice to the fact that somebody else may not have whatever the thing is? And, And what we sort of landed on is that everybody can have Jesus Uh, that's not withheld from anybody we can reject the Lord but um, he doesn't keep himself from us he offers himself to everybody and so joy is ours in Christ because that's the one thing in life we can depend on That the one person who can't be taken away from us uh, is our Savior
0: I love this and I think about my times doing mission in Kenya because one of the things that people have is Jesus, and mm. it is so spiritual and so spiritual filled. And I remember the first mission trip I did coming back and saying, There may not be a lot of material here, but there's a whole lot of spiritual here. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the States, there's a whole lot of material here, and there's a little <laughs> spiritual lacking, right? And sure. yet, I just I fell in love with Kenya. I fell, I fell in love with the passion people had for the Lord. Hmm. It, it, the praise and worship that goes on for an hour, and mm-hmm. you want it to just keep on going, going, yeah. going, right? It's just it's so fascinating because you can't take Jesus away from the people, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, and we miss some of that sometimes when we have so much to give thanks for and we focus sometimes on on, like you say, the material things we give thanks for. And yet we realize there are moments in life when those things aren't there. So this has been a challenge in going over this. Um, well, we went caroling at a nursing home the other day. And we go caroling every year. It's been a family tradition of ours um, since before I can remember. But um, we go now with the congregation, and it's it's a challenge to go into a nursing home and sing what I have here. Uh, it came upon a midnight clear, especially verse 3. Um, All you beneath your heavy load by care and guilt bent low who toil along a dreary way with painful steps and slow, look up, for golden is the hour. Come swiftly on the wing. The Prince of Peace was born to you, of him the angels sing. And it's a it's a big promise made, and when you sing that to somebody in a nursing home, especially when, you know, there's there's those in the home that are pretty active, that are able to play their cards, go to the bingo, sing along, do whatever. And then there are those who have to have everything given to them because they can't get it for themselves anymore that life has become this gray monotony of whatever happens to be on tv that they can't even choose they probably don't even like and they just kind of stare off into space and we're going there and we're singing hey uh, you people who are having a really tough time of life look up because the hour is golden i'm sorry (laughs) uh how do i as you know an under 30 year old perfectly healthy man say that to somebody who has lost really just about everything family's not there friends aren't there Health isn't there. The body's not there anymore. Uh, maybe even all their cash flow is gone. And how can I say, golden is the hour, come swiftly on the wing. Well, only because the Prince of Peace was born to you, and the angels sing of our Savior, who offers the same eternal life with him to everybody.
0: Amen. Amen. I want to preach, 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 right? <laughs> and, and what I love about this is, for me, there is a tie-in to know that the Lord is going to come again,
2: mm, mm-hmm.
0: and for me, it's interesting because as you're framing this, we're, that's our hope in the Lord, right? I mean, yeah. that is our hope in Jesus Christ, and there's a rejoicing around that. And and one thing I love about how you were tying this into Advent and Christmas is we know that the Lord's going to come again. Mm-hmm. Baby Jesus just reminds us He's coming again.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Advent is this time of waiting for Christmas in the one sense, and then another sense, waiting for what we call the second advent of Jesus, Jesus' second coming. Um, let's see, it was Luke 21 three weeks ago or something like that that was the assigned text for the first Sunday in Advent, and it's talking about, um, well, Jesus is telling about his second coming. And so it's looking forward to Christmas, but by by the time Luke 21 rolls around, we've already had Christmas, and we're coming to Jesus' second coming, and he says the same thing. When these things begin to take place, it's going to be chaos, it's going to be uproar. Um, we think of Psalm 46 and uh, the earth melts and the you know the mountains shake and the whole nine yards. But he says, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he gives that to all those who trust in him. And
0: that's a reason to have some joy.
1: Yeah. Like absolutely. that's the joy
0: power right there. I mean, I'm so loving it. One thing I love is that uh, as you're talking about the joy in ours is Christ. We know life is good because the Lord is coming soon. Yeah. There's also this piece about the Lord has come to outbless the curse. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, so this is something we've been we've been um, going to. Well, it's a big deal in seminary right now where I was studying. Um, one of the professors especially is focusing on this kind of thing, telling the whole story of God's relationship with his creation and with his people. And so it starts off with God creating the world, and he creates the world, and he says, it's good, it's good, it's good, until he creates man. And he says, very good. Now, creation is good, and God puts Adam and Eve in the garden, and he says, you know, don't touch the tree and so forth. We all know the story. Um, but then, of course, they do. And, and they hide from God. They c- try to cover themselves with fig leaves. It clearly doesn't work. And um, God does what any artist does when his creation has been destroyed. God curses. And he curses uh, the serpent to, from the beginning. Uh, and, and yet it's still important for us to consider with that curse comes the promise uh, that one is coming who will crush the serpent's head. He's going to bruise the heel, but the serpent's head will be crushed. But the serpent gets a curse, then uh, Adam gets a curse, and then Eve gets a curse. And in Adam's curse especially, it says, Cursed be the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it will bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. So it talks about specifically these thorns. And uh, and then John chapter 1, which is our congregation's specific focus for this Advent, for our midweek services uh, in the beginning, it says, was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that in the beginning harkens back to Genesis chapter 1 with that same phrase saying there's a, it's not just something different here, there's a whole new creation. Uh, everything's being remade in Jesus, made new again in the Word made flesh. And when Jesus is crucified, um, later on in the same book in John, this chapter 19, uh, the soldiers twist together a pr- crown of thorns upon us, another very familiar thing with Jesus, but we don't often think of it this way, that that it's a connection to the curse. Jesus is taking that curse on himself, actually becoming the curse for our sake, becoming our sin, and taking it to the cross and killing it so that he brings blessing wherever the curse is found. So Jesus comes even to outbless the curse because the death brought on to Jesus obviously can't hold him, and that's what we celebrate at Easter.
0: And what I love is that we almost can't talk about Advent and Christmas without talking about Easter.
1: Yeah. Because it all, all, right? It all Mm -hmm. comes
0: together. And it sort of reminds me of, uh, you know, whether you want to call it several chapters within a book or several books within the trilogy or however we want to look at this. But you really can't talk about one without the other. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that you just tied that thorn piece in together. Uh, the crown of thorns with the thorn from the scriptural in the past. Like To me, it's just one more connection that once we start to put it all together, it just makes more sense.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, we know what the baby has come for at Christmas, you know, cute baby in a manger. Um silent night and so forth right and and, and the the baby doesn't cry and this kind of thing And, and however that goes however we want to think about it but the point is we know where Jesus is headed and right from the very get go he's headed to the cross and the cross means resurrection resurrection means ascension ascension means we have a man sitting at the right hand of God who is interceding for our sake and bringing us salvation. And, that's and beautiful thing. we would,
0: would almost be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that, you know, we really do romanticize this this thing in the sure. shape right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it. It was probably an eating trough <laughs> made out of wood. But isn't it interesting that here we have Jesus on the cross made of wood? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think if we really stop and think about that, and Jesus – he comes in this feeding trough. It's like, look at how many of us are suffering. Look mm-hmm. at how many of us are in that same thing. Like, it probably feels like that to us some days, right? Sure. Like, I'm laying yeah. in the feeding trough yeah. right now, you know, and, and I'm amidst the, the hay and the animals and the doo do doo all around. You know what I right, mean? Right. It just because I think he came to represent what is going on. For all of us. Mm -hmm. And we can all find something in that manger scene. All of us can, right? To
1: represent it and then to fix it, too. So the one who was born into a feed trough, then born and then placed in a (laughs) feed trough, I guess. Um, Well, I would hope. Uh, Then calls himself later the bread of life. And he's the one... You know, man will not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, hearkening back yes. to John there. Chapter Amen. One. Yeah.
0: Amen. <laughs> oh my gosh. We've got so much more to talk about. We are talking about joy. We are tying it into your preparation for the birth of baby Jesus. We are joined by Pastor Joel Newton. We've got more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We'll take a brief pause and then we'll be back.
2: Are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248. 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy.
2: Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice, serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi, and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home.
0: Welcome back to Live, Joy, Share, Joy. This is Deb McGregor. Joining me today is Pastor Joel Newton. We are talking all about joy, this time of preparation, and we've just been talking about the Lord has come to outbless the curse, and we had some pretty profound moments going into the break. But then we come to joy to the world. Tell me about this.
1: Yeah, well, this is something that kind of comes fresh for me every year. I sort of, uh, you know, it's a nice thing about Christmas carols. You can't get sick of them too bad because by the time the next year goes around, you've had how many months (laughs) of a break on it. But um, it's sort of a reflection that comes around every time we come to this song. Again, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Again, the reason for our joy is because Jesus came for us. Uh, Let earth receive her king is the first verse. Uh, then, the third verse, particularly, I think, fits with this idea of blessings and curses, and Jesus comes um to just totally out bless the curse wherever it 's found uh like like in verse three, no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground and it 's like we're we're we 're all here saying, do whatever you can to tamp down this curse because that 's what jesus did is is finally, totally and completely destroy the curse he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found and uh, we look forward to the day when we'll see that completely, but we we trust Him now that already the curse has been destroyed for our sake.
0: I you know, I think about people who write these carols. Hmm. Isn't it amazing how they completely capture what it is that God wanted captured? Yeah, <laughs> it's like they've yeah. taken this scripture and just written these things, and they're perfect. There was only God could create them.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's funny how this kind of stuff often works. You know, a lot of it is author's intent of of something to happen, and then. You know, you got to wonder, too, how much they didn't intend and just kind of happened anyway, yeah. And, and yeah.
0: Well, that's the power of the Holy Spirit,
1: right? Because mm-hmm. if you are
0: listening, it's coming <laughs> down, right? It's raining down. I love that as you're bringing this together, you also bring in this third point, which is the joy is yours in Christ because the Savior welcomes you into the family of God.
1: Yeah, this is uh, an important one for me with Christmas. My my experience, particularly um, at Concordia University in Nebraska. There, um, this was a, a theme verse for one of the years. Uh, it was my sophomore year there, and it just timed so perfectly when, kind of, our friend group was getting to know each other that we felt the truth of this passage as that became the theme verse for the year. It ended up then also being the um, our text for the wedding sermon for me and my wife Sarah. But I want to I want to just read that in its entirety. If it's out, it's all right. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, um, verses twelve to thirteen, and the nineteen to twenty-two. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So then, you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you're fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. There's, I think, a a constant temptation to doubt in the Christian life. And this, whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, I think it applies in the dark moments of life when it feels like the promises of God can't apply to you can't apply to me. Maybe uh, I've sinned too much or I've sinned too often or I'm just not good enough. I don't measure up. Uh, any number of ways these kind of thoughts uh, pop into well, my head and, and I think other people's as well. And so it, it just, can I actually be a part of it? Is Jesus actually there for me? And so the promise is wonderful, but if I can't receive the promise as something that God addresses to me, then However wonderful the promise might be, um, it's not going to feel wonderful for me. So I think this last one, uh, the promise is joy is ours because the Savior is ours because we too have been welcomed into the family of God. And in that same year at college there there at Concordia, Nebraska, we sang this Where Shepherds Lately Knelt. This is actually a hymn uh, written both the music and the words by uh, two different professors um, out there in Nebraska. And I want to, want to just walk through this because it's something that's been so powerful to me. Uh, where shepherds lately knelt and kept the angel's word. That's, you know, the manger there. I come in half belief, a pilgrim strangely stirred. And I think that's true whether we're Christians or non-Christians. That half belief, because in this life, belief is always challenged by doubts. And we're not going to experience, you know, we'll not see face to face until the Lord returns. And so until then, this half belief is kind of our reality. But there's room and welcome there for me, it says. In that unlikely place, I find him, as they said, sweet newborn babe, how frail, and in a manger bed, a still small voice to cry one day for me, to cry one day for me. And that's like you say, with the manger pointing to the cross, we know where this is all headed. And that voice that cries out in the manger bed is going to be the lamb who pleads for our sake uh, in front of the father. Uh, Verse three, then, how should I not have known Isaiah would be there? His prophecies fulfilled with pounding heart, I stare a child, a son, the prince of peace for me. And verse 4 then, can I, will I forget how love was born and burned its way into my heart, unasked, unforced, unearned, to die, to live, and not alone for me, and not alone for me. So first verse there being, welcome there for me. There's always room for one more around the table, always room for one more in the family of God, and that promise is applied to you and me. But then in verse 4, we hear that it's not just for us. We get to carry it to the people that God's placed in our lives and He makes us a part of his mission in in bringing others in.
0: I love this, and I love this concept of family. Mm. And one thing I'm really curious to talk to you about as it relates to joy, as it relates to being a family, we have a lot of hurting people in our churches. Mm. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it seems like somebody might be hurting. Here we have this, oh, you're supposed to have all this joy right now, and you're supposed to live joy and, and do all these things. But sometimes when people are hurting they don't necessarily know how to experience that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they actually even feel ostracized by the church. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if I'm not feeling this joy, maybe I just shouldn't show up at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can we speak to that a little bit? Because I think in particular during this time of year, people really can get confronted by this for themselves.
1: Yeah, Christmas is such a challenging time for so many people. And I think for all of us in certain ways, you know, and and we know Christmases have been good and Christmases have been a whole lot tougher and that kind of thing. And, yeah, um, I, think the, I think the way that we talk about that is experiencing the family of God as we find it in St. Paul's writings when he says, uh, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And that's what the church is intended to be. When one part rejoices, the other parts rejoice uh, with that member. When one part's suffering, we all, we all suffer together. We're in this together, and we gather together at church not because we know that we're always going to feel the joy uh, not because we'll even know how to experience it, but we gather together because we all need that reminder that salvation is ours in Jesus. That the the suffering we experience in this moment in the world is not the end of the story. That the day is going to come uh, when it's when it's going to be different. Uh, when Jesus is going to return, and and we come because we need to be reminded that our sight right now is not full reality. Jesus is going to return, and at that point, faith becomes sight. At that point will know fully, even as we have been fully known, we'll see the Savior in all his glory, and the world will be restored, remade exactly as God intended it. Until then, uh, our experience in this world doesn't fit the reality that Jesus has created, at least not all the time. And so we have to trust that his promise is what he says it is. He trusts that things are the way that he says, and we need our fellow brothers and sisters in the body of Christ uh, to remind us of that, to enfold us, embrace us in that, again, and, yeah, I think that's what that <laughs> – that's the only way I know how to experience yeah, no, no, it, No, no, I
0: love this. And, you know, and I'm even thinking, you know, you're a pastor. You're, you're, you're shepherding your flock. You're taking care of people. But who takes care of you? How do you receive joy from your flock or from other pastors or people?
1: What does that look like for you? I think for pastors it looks very similar to the way that it looks um, for, for everybody else, really, because we can't find it outside the church either, <laughs> just like nobody else can. We have to be spoken to by the word of God. It can't be something that comes from us. It has to come from God and from God through other people. So, uh, one of the things we do is that tomorrow we'll have our our we call it a circuit winkle, um, which is kind of a funny word, but a German word for these for these meetings where area pastors will get together and encourage each other with the word of God, but also from the same place everybody else does. Uh, We receive the body and blood of Jesus on Sunday mornings. We come to Sunday mornings to hear God's word preached, to be encouraged by our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, we we receive the Lord's word in his sacrament that reminds us the promise applies to you. You do actually get to be a part of this and, and, Jesus is your savior, not just the savior of people generally, but but yours. Yeah,
0: and this comes back to one of the very first statements you made, which is Jesus is there for everybody. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not only there for one person or this person who believes they're you know holier than holy. Like Jesus right. is there for all of
1: us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's kind of that two pronged thing that can that that we want to make sure and hold both of those things together. On the one hand, Jesus is there for everybody, and doesn't matter how how good you are, how bad you've been, that kind of thing. Trust in Jesus. He's there for you. On the other hand, or Hey, trust in Jesus. He's there for everybody. He offers it to everyone. On the other hand, he's there for you specifically. Yeah, yeah not just those people, but, but you, not just other people, not even just Christians in general because there's times yeah. I feel like I've not been a good enough Christian or whatever it might be, but Jesus is there for you and he's there for everybody. And Amen. So, Amen.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking because this is, uh, you know, we've been doing this series on um, throughout Advent and we talked about our only hope is in Jesus Christ. We mm. talked about how much God loves you. Yeah. We talked about Peace is in Christ. Christ is peace, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we've d- delved into that and now here we are. It's just bringing it full circle. The joy of the Lord is our strength. right? And just to, to close that up too is, you know, the Lord is coming soon, reminding ourselves the Lord has come to outbless the curse and the Savior welcomes you into the family of God. Hmm. Yeah. It just brings it all full circle. <laughs> it's a beautiful circle. promise. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. I love it. It's so amazing. Oh my gosh. Any final words that you want to share with our audience today?
1: Well, uh, I'd like to end with John chapter 1, if we could. This is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. That one in, well, Ephesians 2. I I cherry-picked my two favorites for today. (laughs) But uh, I I think there's just very few places that the gospel is expressed more powerfully than than here, at least in my life. John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. We were taught by my uncle growing up, overcome it there can be put it out, extinguished. cannot, you know, nothing the darkness can do can take over the light, can't conquer it, uh, because Jesus is the light, and there's nothing more powerful than he is.
0: Amen. And it comes back to Mama Newton, with joy in Jesus, because that's all there is. (laughs) Amen. Pastor Joel Newton, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an incredible conversation.
1: Well, appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. And a special thanks to Philip Elke for engineering our program today. We want to remind you to live joy and share joy. Have a great day, everyone. Live joy, share